the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. What the heck happened in the state of Florida last night? Will Peterson, DenverSports.com. Avs get beat like a drum in a a way that I'm not used to seeing. 5-0 against the Lightning, certainly a familiar opponent. And the Nuggets lose in Orlando to the Magic. So not too many miles apart from each other, uh, our our hockey team and our basketball team taking it on the chin down there in the uh, Sunshine State. Yeah, if you want to start with the Nuggets, Jokic goes for 29-12-6, and and Nuggets fans were upset at him after the game. Ah, he didn't look like he cared, didn't look like he wanted to be there. 29-12-6, and and you're going to blame the back-to-back MVP? Why don't we blame the bench that got outscored 56-10? to mm. Why don't we start there? Aaron Gordon returning home played great. Jokic played fine. 29-12-6, are you kidding me? How spoiled are we? So that that one bothered me. I understood they traded Bones. They got rid of Davon Reed. Trade deadline day, kind of always a weird day, right? You're saying goodbye from two dudes from your locker room, and you just come out flat, no energy against a bad Magic team. You let Bull Bull, of all people, be a big reason you lost. With the Avs, this Kel McCarr thing, I would circle March 22nd when the Pittsburgh Penguins come to town because they're going to take this Jeff Carter dude out because he does this cheap hit on McCarr concusses him, makes him miss multiple games, and the league and the player safety, which we've had problems with for years with Kadri and all that stuff, player safety says, no, we just view this as a collision. We just think this was a collision. No fine, no suspension. You watch the slow-mo, he leans into his head, blindside hit, Kale goes down with a concussion, he's back in Denver. Luckily, I saw a video of him skating today, but probably partially sitting in a dark room. That's a con smite, the Norris winner. So with the Avs, I think their mojo was off because of what happened with Kale. With the Nuggets, yeah, you trade bones, but you had no production from the bench last night. How do you view the rest of the season here moving down the stretch for the Nuggets? Obviously still the number one seed in the West, but a lot happened in the last few days in the West. Um, And the Nuggets weren't at the top of that list making big-time moves. Where are you at with the Nuggets right now moving forward? To quote Zach, two things can be true at the same time. I still think the Nuggets can win it all, and I can envision us at that parade. But that trade, the night before the deadline, if you were on Twitter at 11 o'clock, that was the worst Woj bomb you could see. That was a kick in the gut as a Nuggets fan because Kevin Durant come into the West. The oddsmakers now have the Suns ahead of the Nuggets. Yep, That's on track now to be a second-round series. Do you really, as the one seed, want to face the 4-5 Phoenix Suns in the second round? That would be worst-case scenario because I know they gave up a lot, but they still have Paul, Booker, Aiton, and obviously Durant. <sighs> Man, guys, just when you think the West is wide open, yeah. like, that's nug life. The, the, the Clippers, I think, got better. The Warriors, I think, got better. Uh, you know, Gary Payton Jr. was a big part of why the Warriors won that championship. I think they got better. Uh, the um, Dallas. Uh, Dallas got better. Uh, and, um, of course, the Phoenix got better. They're trying to catch up to where Denver is, and Stoke and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. I actually think it puts pressure on Denver to win it all this year because they have a very brief uh, gelling period as two key members. I mean, key freaking members of the Suns are now out. Durant's in. That's going to take some time to figure out who they are. And the Nuggets have built up this consistency to this point that they could have a rare advantage in this specific window as opposed to this time next year where Durant will be part of the organization for almost a year and a half. And they're gonna, Phoenix is now a bona fide destination, so they're going to add even more players in the offseason. It almost ratchets up the sense of urgency to do it this year. You're right. I, I just can't put that series against the Suns, what, Three years ago, two years ago, Suns and Four guy, yeah, out of my mind. When it sort of just snowballed out of control and Devin Booker and Chris Paul and to some extent DeAndre Ayton were in those guys' heads because they went down to Phoenix in game one. Remember that? They had that big lead. They blew it. They ended up getting swept. We got a Nuggets fan getting punched in the face. Suns and Four <laughs> going viral. That was nuts. It's just something about seeing Phoenix in the second round that's going to be a sense of deja vu. Again, a similar team, but Kevin Durant. I think it's all that more important to get the one seed, obviously. So the series starts here, and they 95% chance they'll get the one seed. But I think you're rooting for Phoenix to be the two or the three. 
because I really think you don't want to see them till the Western Conference Finals, let you build up some confidence, and then, you know, a drag-down seven-game series. Will Peterson join us. Will, um, where are you at with Russell Wilson right now? Obviously, the stuff came out about the charity. What are your thoughts on that? And then we saw a picture of him. First picture, I think, uh, maybe since the end of the season. Yes. On social media. Looked a little thinner to me. What were your overall thoughts on, on that also? Yeah, maybe looked a lot thinner. Like, he looks, I heard you say 15 pounds. You could tell me 20. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, talk to me. how do you lose that much weight in a month? You work your butt off, and your diet takes no shortcuts. You don't lose that much weight unless every single day is a grind. So that's encouraging, right? Obviously, he came in heavy to camp and really took, what, eight weeks to even sort of work the weight off. And even where he was in week 17, he looks skinnier now. Uh, on the Russell stuff with the, the foundation, here's my thought on it. The, the foundation is coming back with a really strong response to Mike Kliss. Oh, actually, it's 70% of the money goes to charity. Oh, actually, the grocery stores made up for all of it because they're our partners and we didn't want the credit. You guys had the gentleman on yesterday from the USA Today. He worked on this for six months. If you really wanted to respond, you could have responded in those six months when he hit you up multiple times for comment rather than we look terrible. So we're going to go to a Broncos reporter and tell our side of the story and how everything is is fine and dandy and we're doing everything right. You had six months to make sure that this didn't look bad. And when it did and it looked terrible, you're trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. I I buy the response. But something about this still stinks. Yeah, I, I don't think that it, it makes everything go away but by any means. Um, and there's admissions in the response talking about, hey, we're going to evolve to best practice. And when you say it, that's a kind way of saying we're going we're gonna to fix some stuff. And Mark Rogers uh, shared some admissions in the piece as well, who's Russell's agent. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going to get their house in order a little bit uh, and for good reason. Um, when we look at. Russell and Sean Payton, we're talking about it earlier. Do you think Russell knows that this is a one-year trial? It's mm. a great question. Does he have the self-awareness to realize not only his tenure with the Broncos, but frankly his legacy are teetering, right? It, it is a guy that was a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. At least we thought. First ballot guy, nine thought, Pro Bowls, thought, 10 years, yeah. Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah. He has another year like he has last year, and five years after he's done, there's going to be some voters. They remember him in Broncos colors, not in Seahawks colors. I don't know if he has that self-awareness, but Sean Payton has not messed around since he took this job. And if the last, what, 10 days weren't a wake-up call for Russell Wilson, then he is more dense than we even thought. So hopefully, Zach, but I can't sit here and say that, hey, Russ woke up this morning and knows this is his last chance with the Denver Broncos this season because there's a lot of things you would think Russ thought that proved to be not true. Yeah. What's the Super Bowl look like for you? Oh, man, I think we're fly Eagles fly all the way, right? And that could be a head-hard thing because I just hate the Chiefs. But they burned me because I was on the Giants. They burned me because I was on the Niners. I'm not going to make that mistake a third time. When you roll someone in, in the divisional round, you roll someone in the NFC title game, I get there was extenuating circumstances. And the Chiefs, who lost their best playmaker in the offseason, never really made up for him. It's not like Juju or Marquez has come even close to replacing Tyreek. They played the Jaguars, whatever. Nice story. No one thought they were going to go into Arrowhead. And they played Cincinnati, and they played Cincinnati, what, 16 on 11? Because they had five zebras on their side, too. That was a really sketchy way, that fourth quarter to end that AFC championship game. I think losing Tyree Kill, I think the injuries to Kelsey and Mahomes catch up to him. And I think the Eagles, this looks a lot like the Bucks COVID Super Bowl. I can see him winning by 20 points. Wow. I hope you're right. I oh, hope you're right. <laughs> what, what was it? What was it, 34 to 9? The, the COVID Super Bowl, the Tampa oh, oh, KC? Uh, was that the score? Yeah. It was, it was something, something like, like that. I, I remember they said Mahomes ran like six miles because he was just running for his life. They had no offensive line. Had, had a little sprinkle on Shaq Barrett MVP that day. He 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 came oh. pretty close because he was making uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes' life a, a tough one. Yeah. Will Peterson, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Thanks. You got any trivia for me on the way out the door? <laughs> Were you listening? Well, don't hit me with anything that the answer is John Elway because I don't want to, you know, miss a second Broncos legend right. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He's you, a bad guy, you right? You guys are totally misframing that. Guy. He set oh, me up with the last question of trivia, Super Bowl trivia <laughs> week. 
and he made it a Broncos player, and he knew I wouldn't get it, and he did that on purpose because he is a Who bad won guy. Super Bowl 32 and 33 at <laughs> <bad> quarterback? <laughs> uh, Will Peterson, DenverSports.com. Uh, enjoy the game, man. Appreciate it, guys. All right, uh, this past 24 hours, we've seen Sean Payton and Russell Wilson hanging out together. Hanging? Is that a great thing? That's next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. All right, so last night, Russell Wilson tweets a picture, and it's himself, Sean Payton, and Joe Montana. Joe Montana used to be considered the GOAT, really. I mean, to, to, to many. He's still on my Mount Rushmore. Um, but uh, not quite in that same conversation as time has gone on. But there was uh, the, the picture. And I think the biggest takeaway is how skinny Russ looks. Russ has clearly lost weight. Yeah. Clearly. And definitely not an accident. He looks fantastic. So let's start there. But also, I'm curious to get your thoughts of, about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton hanging out. Well... Uh, look, you want your quarterback, head coach, especially when your head coach is a play caller, to have a good relationship, right? You want them to be on the same page. You want them to work well together. That's what you want, right? Of course. Last year, obviously, our quarterback, head coach, slash offensive coordinator, um, were like best friends almost, it felt like. Buddy, buddy. Yeah, buddy, buddy. And maybe the head coach leaned too much on the quarterback for input and say and bent and did too much of what that guy wanted because of that type of relationship. So when I see pictures like this, I'm I'm hesitant because I'm scarred with what we saw last year. Like, don't let Russ have too much power here. Don't let him have too much say here, Sean Payton. But then I go back to, we're good. It's cool. Sean Payton ain't falling for this. He ain't getting wrapped up around Russ's little finger. Russ doesn't have the power that he had a year ago also, to be fair to Nathaniel Hackett a little bit, sure, right? So sure. not to put all this on Hackett, not doing that at all, um, because I think uh, a lot of people in his situation would have handled it the way that he handled it. But um, so I feel I feel okay about that, that, you know what, it's Sean Payton. He's got this under the control. He's the boss in this situation. It's not that big of a deal. But you don't want this thing to go from player coach to buddy buddy. That We don't need that at all. But we have an adult in the room right now. And this guy's been through it. He's done it. And so that puts my mind at ease when it comes to Russ having too much influence and power in, um, on the offense and how things are orchestrated. How did how you view the whole thing? You know what? I didn't I didn't think about it like in that context of what we have just come out of, where it, it seemed like Hackett almost like looked up to Russell. It was like, it, uh, how many times did we hear it's all about Russ? And eventually, that became like a like poisonous language. Like, hold on a second, we're on a six game losing streak here. We're still talking about all about Russ. But I think you're spot on with Sean Payton. I think has a good measurement of what's needed and when. And he's already done the two scoops of, yo, I'm not playing around. Right. So that's how this whole thing has started. But it's also like we have to acknowledge, and I know uh, you and I are on the same page with this, like it, it's still best for the Denver Broncos for Russell Wilson to work out long term. Even if you think like me, it's unlikely with like – I, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be the quarterback here in four years. I, I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. Is he the quarterback here in two years? That's, I think, a more relevant question. Right. Like, can we get beyond this year and see enough good football where you can go into the next year as opposed to being like, oh, my gosh, we are about to swallow the biggest chunk of dead money in the history of the NFL. That's what we're looking at if this doesn't work out. So I think Sean Payton is aware of that has already drawn some lines, some that we may not have seen or heard about before taking the job, speaking with Russ, making sure, like, like we're good here of what I'm walking into. Are you, like, can I coach you hard? Some of the discussions that we've sort of had 
that we've speculated have, has has happened. You combine that assumption with what he's actually said to media members for the last ten days, two two weeks. Maybe it is time for some like, okay, let's get on the same page as humans. You know, you already know I'm not playing around. I've already talked about run game. I've already talked about we're going to put you in the Seattle setup. Now it's time to put my arm around you a little bit because he has that that measurement. Yeah, um, and and you know that's what good coaches do, right? You're not going to just um, you want to have those types of relationships with the guys, but also everyone knows who's in charge. And you're calling all the shots, so I think um, I think we're fine here. But that's kind of where my mind went. It's like, ah, do we really need Russ and Sean hanging out at the Super Bowl? Like, uh, I get just, it. Just want you to be the player, right? Russ, we just right. need you to be the player here. Right. Uh, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to read too much into it. And that was, you know, this is one of the benefits of having a coach. A coach, 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 coach has been there and done that and been through everything and knows how to navigate these waters and handle these situations. But I think the the one thing, like you said, looking at that picture with Sean Payton and Joe Montana is like Russ has been Russ has been working and he hasn't te- been telling us he's been working. Oh, no, right. he has been working and he's been taking this thing seriously because he has trimmed up and. If it's 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20, I'm not sure, you know, what it is. But you can tell that he's been putting the work in and grinding to, you know, to, to slim down some. Yeah. And so, like, you, we were talking about that a lot last year, especially when it looked like he was moving in quicksand. Yes. In some of the situations. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people are like, why are you talking about his weight and this and that and all these types of different things. But Russ is showing you by his actions That's right. that That's right. he knew that he needed to lose weight. Exactly what we were talking about. He knew that he needed to take steps to slim down. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Me too. And the fact that he's not waiting until you have to. Right. He started this immediately. And I see it in his face. Like Russell's Russell's waist and stuff was really thick. And I think that when you... I'm being serious. When you, when you, I know you're being, but the way you're putting your hands by your waist and stuff. Because I'm thinking of training camp where we're like, goodness, like that doesn't, okay. Um, When you first start to lose weight, like that's where you'll lose it from, like the excess. When you see someone's face slim down the way that Russell's face looks in that picture, maybe Will's right. Maybe it's closer to 20 pounds than, than 10. No idea. Maybe he'll answer that question when the time comes, but, um, like last season, it was like you're seeing like the videos of him doing curls, and it's just so th- it was like loading season. Now it's like I don't shakes and protein. Yeah. It's low. I got to bulk up. Yeah, to take that you know be in the pocket, be that pocket quarterback. Clearly, different approach this season. Yeah, and, which and, look, hey, I don't blame him for bulking up. I mean, he thought he was going to be more of a pocket quarterback. Sure, so, like that was his plan, and he executed it. I mean, he did bulk up. He did. Um, he did, and it didn't work, obviously. And and now he seems to uh, register that hey, I need to be, I need to get some of my quickness and mobility back. So I need to drop some weight, and he's going. That's what his, his looks like. His approach this offseason is going to be. So I commend that. Yeah, same. And if you're if you want to know what we're talking about, and you haven't seen it for yourself. Just just pull it up on Twitter. You don't even actually have to have a Twitter account to pull it up. You can just type in Russell Wilson Twitter and click on it. The, the dude looks like he lost significant weight. So uh, maybe one day we'll hear about the process and what it, it oh, was. Oh, we will. For, what do you mean, maybe? For, for, what do you for mean, Russ? maybe? You know we'll hear about it. <laughs> Guarantee. It uh, probably, it's probably documented. Maybe that's why they're keeping quiet because it's all being filmed for a documentary. <laughs> All right. The return of Russ. The, yes. Yes. Episode one. No longer Let's Ride. No. It's the return. Yes. I love it. Okay. Speaking of Russ, he does not need an ounce more of motivation for next season. But after last night, if he wants it, it's there. That's next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Oh, 
there. Huh? Who paid for dinner last night? Russ, Sean, or Joe Montana? Joe Montana's got a successful, like, capital venture group out there. Oh, does he? Um, in, in San Fran, yeah. I think he does really well for himself now. Good, um, good, good. I feel uh, bad. I don't feel bad. I, I don't know what the phrase is, but the guys that were amazing before the money was what it was, or was what it is now, like Joe Montana, the like his highest earning year was I think uh, 1993 or something. It was six million bucks. Like now these a lot quarterbacks of money back in 93 though, no doubt. I mean, it's a lot of money now. So of course, but I'm you saying feel bad for the guy. I didn't wow. say I said yeah, no, I said the, feel bad was the say. wrong verbiage. Oh, okay. But you uh, look at these guys like six million bucks. That's that's what you get for playing quarterback before week four is over. Yeah, like so. Um, no, you're right. I hope he has success doing whatever he's doing. So. Um, I don't know who paid for dinner. <laughs> is it that bad of a joke? It is a joke. I said, I said, I said, I said, Russell definitely swiped that Why Not You Foundation credit card and paid for dinner. <laughs> I got it. I got it, Coach. I got it, Joe. It's on me. It's on me. Find that right credit card. Yep, that one. Here you go. There totally you go. a joke. Thank you. Totally Thank you. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we know it was a joke, and it was a good joke, Zach. You know what? We can tell funny jokes around here, and not everybody be so sensitive. That's all it was, was a fun, funny joke, and that was a good one, Zach. Good job. Oh, my gosh. Um, happy Friday. We it made Friday. We made it to the weekend. You did it. You were here every day this week. Yeah. I'm just and grinding. You are. And you have been. You haven't taken much time at all, really. No. Um, it's uh, going to be changing here shortly. Uh-oh. Oh. You're going to wolf it up? I'm going to wolf it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's setting a precedent. It's like, oh, okay. I used to be that guy. Oh, my God. Like, Wolfs just comes in. Like, he's, oh. he's using your days. I know. He's reaching into your bank. <laughs> you got a couple of them extra days? Let me get a couple of them days. Oh, my gosh. Um, hey, uh, Russell Wilson doesn't need an ounce more of uh, motivation. He, he doesn't. I mean, we, we've been talking about it. Like, his professional starting quarterback life could be um, teetering this year. Yeah. If he does not play well, who else is going to make him their plan? Yeah, I, I don't think there's um, no one. You know, you're going to be, what, 36 years old or so yeah. at that point, and that's two years in a row where you haven't played well. Um, no, I mean, teams move on. They're not going to put a whole season in your hands when you haven't done it. In a couple of years, it's just not the way it's going to work. You know, you don't have enough equity built up to play two bad years and a team to make you their plan for a full season. Right. It won't happen. And I don't know who can do that. I don't, especially at that age. Like even Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers had two bad years in a row, right? Is 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 one of the thirty-two? There's only thirty-two of them, and some already have their guy. So it would be non-starters. So it's like things can get tight. And windows can close really quickly. That's why this year is just so massively important for Russ. So he doesn't need any more motivation, but if he wants it, it's out there. Certainly. Um, I mean, look, he's he, he wants to be one of the greatest of all time. I mean, he, he tells us that. And so he – I don't know how much in the future he looks and, and thinks about, especially if it's negativity – Okay. That's the one thing I think um, when it comes to the negative aspect. Obviously, he looks towards the future about the positive stuff. And yes. wants, I want to play Tom 43, yes. but he's expecting to play good. He's, he's expecting every year to go out there and, and be great and, you know, win double-digit games. That's what he's expecting. So uh, I, I don't know how much he views the, the downside of things. Well, what if I play bad? You know, his his, his thought process isn't to go down the negative road. So. Uh, I don't know how aware he is of what's at stake this year and what's riding on this year. You would think that, uh, you know, he's a smart guy. He he realizes it. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know if he allows himself to try to think that far down the road if something bad happens. Right. It's a bad, full bad season. Well, where my mind was going when I threw it out there, like, hey, if you're looking for if you're looking for more motivation – uh, and we know a lot of these great players, they will search it out to be motivated, yeah. sometimes even manufacture it on their own. Russ doesn't need to manufacture because last night 
Geno Smith in his first year under Pete Carroll won Comeback Player of the Year and received an MVP vote. The MVP vote that Russell has never cast in his direction. It's different this year than compared to last years previously, the voting is. Oh, because right. they they vote one through five they now. They vote one through five now, so it's easier to, whereas years past, you could only have one vote for first place. That's it. Yeah. Right? And so you have 50 votes, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes would have got 48, and then, you know, it would have been like two to Jalen Hurts. In previous years, that's all you would have seen. Right. Now it's it's kind of, you can spread it out over, you know, you, you one through five. So Geno Smith did get like one fifth place vote. Um, so it is it is different now, that, that, so, to that's, be fair to Russ. That's good context because Russ would have got some level of vote if of course he voted he one through five. Of course he would have. Yes, he definitely would have. What? Uh, what? what oh, go ahead. No, no, but but the comeback player of the year award for, for Geno, um, you know, that was his situation. And, you know, it looks like, hey, yeah, Geno played well, but it's a good situation to be in for a quarterback. You know, I mean, so um, I don't know what him and Geno's relationship is like, but certainly, you know, when Geno plays, his backup plays like that and you play the way that you play, it's, yeah, there's motivation there. One team was supposed to be not tanking, but like have a top pick and they were in the playoffs. The Broncos were supposed to be a playoff team and finish with the fifth overall pick, which they stink and sent to Seattle. Yeah. So it, could, it couldn't have aged worse um, from from a Broncos and, and Russ perspective. Um, Mahomes won MVP again. 48 of the 50 first place votes went to Patrick Mahomes. Coach of the year went to Brian Dable in New York. That one hurt me. Oh, no. Yeah, I had Kyle. Uh, put Kyle in, uh, I don't know, it was about a month ago. Maybe a month and a half ago, something like that. And he had he had decent odds at that time too. Uh, and I, I I feel a little bit like I did with Brady. I think Kyle should have won it. Brady should have won the MVP a couple years ago, two years ago, last year, last year. That was that was last year, right? That was last year. That was last year. He got robbed, and I think Kyle. I mean, Brian Dayball looked. The Giants were fine. I mean, they they had a nice season. I mean, it was. But to do what Kyle did with that football team, um, down to their third quarterback, and that guy looked like. He belonged in the league. Yep. Right? So, I mean, good. They got the number two overall seed. I, look, it's it's you, and who was the third guy? I mean, Nick Sirianni, he wasn't even in the top three, and he, they were the best team in football. Um, So, they had um, uh, Doug Peterson. He could have. Oh. Right, right. I think he was the third guy yeah. in the mix, the top three there. Uh, so, look, they, they all, those guys, I guess, could have been any of those guys. You could have made an argument for them, I guess, for coach of the year. Yeah, it was a it was a tough race uh, this time around because there's like seriously like four really good candidates uh, for that award. Um, offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson, well deserved. Obviously, what a great year he had again. He's going to get paid this off season. Th- this one, right? Yeah, and and you don't even show up to anything if you're not there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I yeah. remember you saying that about Christian McCaffrey, right? After a yeah. few years, and it was like going into the years like. And you, I remember doing the show where you're like, yeah. if I'm him, I don't show up for a thing. I don't play a down of football till I get a new deal. He did. He got the mega deal and ended up getting hurt that season. Yes. And, you, and you think back to what if what if he played that out? And what, we had a new coach in town, right. Matt Rule, right. at the time. And that was another one of my arguments was, you know, they're, they're making a transition there. You need your best player to be on board with everything you're doing. And you had all the leverage in the world. If you're a Christian, you, you needed to use it, and uh, they did. And he, and he got a great contract, and it was a, a well-deserved contract. But you know, especially playing that position, injury-wise, the next couple of years really um, set him back a little no bit. No doubt. So, but but certainly um, signing that contract when he did was was huge. But Justin Jefferson, same thing. I mean, this guy just won Offensive Player of the Year. Stoke. This is an inarguable sentence. Inarguable sentence, okay. You can't argue against it. All if right. we were in court, you get eviscerated. Justin Jefferson is off to the best three-year start of any wide receiver in the history of the position. 1,400 yards as a rookie, over 1,600 yards in his second year, and over 1,800 yards this year. Wow. 14, 16, 18. He's almost at 5,000 receiving yards after his first three years in the league. That is mind-bending. Remarkable. 
and play of the year or moment of the year went to Justin Jefferson's fourth and I think it was 18 oh, against Buffalo. Oh, my gosh. Which, of course. Against Buffalo. Of oh, course. What a catch that was. Insane. I, Insane. That cost me money, too, because I started kind of panicking a little bit and started hedging um, some different things because Buffalo was plummeting a little bit at that time. And Miami started looking like they weren't going to win the division. So, in the end, it cost me uh, money, Buffalo finding a way. And then they can't get a snap and sneak the ball from the half-yard line. What a game. What a game that was. Remarkable. <laughs> Remarkable. It's like insane. It just, it's Buffalo, though. It, it's oh, been, of course. It's Buffalo of course. the last, uh, oh. your whole life, but especially oh, the yeah. last three years. It, it's, it can't just be a normal disaster. It's got to be a natural disaster mixed with a typhoon and a and a, and a twister and an earthquake. And a hurricane. With the, the locusts that's coming from heaven. Yes. Okay. Welcome to Buffalo. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl is this weekend. Our prediction and our favorite prop. Is coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. It was a Friday night, no cover, but the cover band was sounding right. And there you were, just flirty, dancing by the neon sign. To fishing in the dark, you were reeling in my heart. Now look where we are. I'm We gotta go, Luke Combs. Um, no, that's not Luke. Uh, this isn't Jordan Davis, is it? This is not. Is it Dirk Bentley? Dylan Scott. Yeah, I've never heard of him. I like the song though. That's on New Truck. That's also him. Okay. Another neon light reference. In that first verse. Yeah. Yeah. This is every country song. Neon light. Uh, happy Friday, Stoke. It is Friday. Super Bowl, couple days away. And then it's over. And then it's over. And then it all starts again. The new league year is going to be here on March 15th. You got free agency. And then you get all wound up for the draft in April. And then you're like in the middle of spring. And before you know it, two months later, uh, the guys will be back. Well, no, like a couple weeks later, it'll be minicamp. You know, rookies reporting and OTAs and mini camps and the next thing you know it'll be summer and we'll be uh, making salads and packing lunches for training camp. Mm. That's how this is going to go. Can't wait for uh, training camp. Looking forward to that. That means it's going to be a big difference than last year. Yeah. We're not going to be glamping. No. There will be no glamping. No. 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 I think it's going to be um, you know Sean Payton from the Bill Parcells school, old school style. Uh, but yeah, you, you can only do so much nowadays in camp, and you still need to be smart, right? It's not throw caution to the wind and just let's go hit every day. You, you're not going to do that, but it's going to be a much more difficult training camp. Yeah, I think in year number one of this new operation, as as much of a tone setting training camp as it c- can be, that's what it will be, in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see what it actually looks and feels like when we're there. Um, but we got a Super Bowl to play on Sunday. Rate this matchup out of ten. Philly and Kansas City. Oh, I mean, I think it's a it's got um, a great matchup written all over it. I'll, I'll give it a, a nine. I think it's you got two dynamic quarterbacks, two really good football teams. Kansas City's been here, done that the last five six years, and Philly's kind of come out of nowhere uh, the last year and a half, two years under Nick Sirianni, and um, they got a complete football team. So I, I think it should be a, it's a it's lining up to be a really good matchup. How do you view it? I like the rating of a nine, man. Philly feels like a complete football team. Their trenches on both sides of the ball are so real. Their defense is so legit. Uh, their their skill position players are terrific. Their quarterback is dynamic. And then on the other side, it's a, a guy who's already put a Hall of Fame career together within his first six years in the league. I mean, we, we, we've never seen a start to a career like uh, what Pat Mahomes is is manufacturing there in Kansas City. You know, if they win this weekend, you know, are they a dynasty? That's a that's a conversation that's being had. We had it uh, in the second uh, segment of the show today. If you missed it, hit up the Stokely and Zach podcast, hour number one at DenverSports.com or Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. We're there for you. 
Um, before we get to our predictions here, we've been talking about props throughout the week. Yeah. What is your favorite prop for Super Bowl oh, I mean, Sunday? There's not just one. I mean, they got so many great ones, fun ones, cool ones. Um, you can toss a couple at me that you even just did during break. I think there's a couple like really fun ones. Like if I was just looking at the passing props, I I, I like under um, one and a half touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Um, just like more of the real ones there. Um, I think it's more of a running game. The cross the cross sport specials or the cross co- um, sport. Um, Props are, are, are really cool that you can find kind of all over the place. And um, it's we talked about one yesterday. Yes, with, that, was a, um, that was a fun one. With Joel Embiid rebounds uh, versus Jalen Hurts rushing attempts. And you think, okay, Embiid gets, you know, he can get 13, 14, 15 but, uh, rebounds in a game against – it's a game against Houston right. that they have coming up. Um, and then you look at Hurts' rushing attempts, though, and he's had games – he's had three games where he's had 17. He's had a couple games where he's had 16. He's had a 15er. Wow. Um, so, like, he, he can, you know, he'll he'll rush the ball like a running back sometimes. A, right. lot, a lot of attempts from him. Uh, so, that's an interesting one. Here, here's another one. LeBron James, okay, points, rebounds, and and assists. And this is versus Portland, uh, versus Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Gosh, that's a fun one. It's almost like you need to read it twice to to, to these cross sport ones can yeah. be like mind numbing. So it's LeBron's points, rebound, and assist against. That's a game this weekend versus Portland. Whenever okay. that game is, okay. Um, versus Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Now his prop, Jalen Hurts is is about fifty yards rushing. LeBron averages 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. But is this the question I have about Jalen Hurts and his rushing yards? This is just fundamental to the game itself, too. Is this what I will call a kitchen sink game? Where you just throw whatever you got. Whatever you, whatever you the playbook is totally open to Jalen Hurts. This is a bit of a superpower for him. 760 yards on the ground this year for Jalen Hurts in the regular season. I like the over on Jalen Hurts' yards. I I think this is going to be a Jalen Hurts. And my favorite prop of the day, I'll answer my own question, is not Jalen Hurts' total rushing yards. Uh-huh. It's Jalen Hurts' longest rush to go over 13 and a half yards, okay. something he accomplished nine different times during the regular season. And it just takes it just takes one. Just it just takes, takes one. One. one wrong step from that defensive end, and he keeps it, and he's around the edge, and he gets a... 14-yard run like he did against the 49ers. Bingo. That's all you need. That's all you need. You cash. And my guess is he's going to shatter through that number. I think he makes one guy miss and has a rush for 25 yards. Love it. So, Love it. Um, and, and that LeBron one, um, Jalen Hurts rushing yards versus LeBron points, rebounds, and assists. Jalen Hurts rushing yards is minus 120. LeBron is minus 110. So, it's. I mean, they're telling you it's a pretty even. Pretty that's, even. How they're, that's how they're viewing that thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, you can you know you can do the uh, the props to where uh, who does the first challenge and you know Philly or Kansas City uh, is is there a field goal that hits the upright? I saw right? that too. Uh, I saw that too. So I mean they're they're just they're all over the map. Uh, some of the things that you can um, get and, and and find out there it's uh, makes it makes it. Um, Makes a lot of fun. Yeah, you can make it as fun as you want. I yep. mean, you could you could literally do whatever you want. There are hundreds of these things uh, that are out there. Um, okay, do you have a favorite one? Do you have one that sticks out to you? Well, I I, I mean, I, I told you the one that I would do just just a normal one. I, I like yours. I mean, I like your thought process. I like the uh, Jalen Hurts over rushing yards. I think, like you said, it's a kitchen sink game. He's all in. I mean, he's yep. He's um, he knows that. Look, this is it. Last game. Yep. Last game of the year. KKFN, KKFN, HD1, Longmont, Denver. Like, you know, um, kind of like you. I knew I was all in and I was committed and <laughs> I went through injury and um, I was going to persevere. And But that's that's the type of game this is. And so it's like the shoulders banged up and yep. this and that. And, yep. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, and it's, and it's comfortable for him. Right. Right. He does it really this well. This is what he does. He does it really well. So um, and just I like the over uh, there also on, on the yards and the longest rush. So okay. That's a, that's a good one. And, and, and part of the other element that, that I left out and probably implied, but I'll say it anyway, like Jalen Hurts where in a situation he would normally slide, 
to preserve himself for the next play, the next right, play, the next game. Right. This is it, brother. This is the Super Bowl. So I think he's going to put himself in a situation where he's, like, diving for two extra yards and does a 12-yard run turn into a 14-yard run because of it. So, okay. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about the game itself. Who do you like to win Super Bowl 57? I like the Eagles. I think they're the most complete team in football. They've been that way 99% of the year, and they have hit the ground running in the playoffs. And, you know, you brought up a good point yesterday. Well, who have they played? What quarterback? Tell me a good quarterback that they played here. I mean, um, you just really haven't been able to find that guy the last, um, you know, I don't know, month and a half or yeah. so of the season. I mean, they played Green Bay in the middle of towards the end of, of November, but you really haven't seen them play a good quarterback almost all year. Yeah, just not really, an elite one. Not an just, elite one. It's really remarkable. They haven't uh, – you look at their quarterbacks and who they've gone up against, it's uh, – wow, it's – They caught some breaks. Yeah, they, they have, did. They have. They have caught some breaks. Uh, but it is what it is. I still think they're a good football team. I think they're a good defense. And – Certainly Patrick Mahomes is the best one that they played, but I think they give him issues up front, getting after him. If they if Kansas City can't run the football, I think it's going to be a long day. And Will referenced the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I think this thing could turn out for Kansas City, is they get behind and the Eagles are just getting after him. You know, the loss of a guy like Tyreek Hill. They have trouble, you know, making the explosive plays that they used to make on a regular basis. So I um, I like Philly in this one. I think Philly, obviously, offensively, they can beat you on the ground and through the air. And they got a good tight end. They got good outside receivers. And they can run it. So I um, I got Philly by double digits in, in this one. Yeah, I like, I like Philly Whoa. by double digits. I'm going uh, – I keep going back and forth between 30 to 17 – to twenty-seven to seventeen, but it's right there, um, and Philly wins either twenty-seven seventeen or thirty to seventeen. But double digits for the Eagles. I absolutely love it. The one thing that I'm a little bit freaked out about is you just touched on. We talked about it yesterday. They haven't seen a quarterback like Mahomes. The other thing I'm a little bit freaked out about is that six to seven out of every ten people that are betting the game are betting on Philly, and the line hasn't budged. I don't like that. My natural wagering instincts go off. But guess what? The public wins sometimes. This That's isn't, right. This isn't, this isn't a math equation where every single time it's supposed to spit out the right answer. These are 22 different starting human beings and then the depth of it against 22 other starters. Um, but, you know, there's, there, there's, there's the old litmus test of, like, who's got the better coach? Who's got the better quarterback? And I go check, check for Kansas City. But those are sexy things to talk about. I look at more... Uh, we're not talking enough about Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and Josh Sweat and Kazir White. Those boys are going to get after Mahomes. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, right? What was it, 17 sacks this yeah. year? The first thing I did Monday morning after championship weekend, I woke up, I changed the diaper, I took a piss, and I bet the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are going to win this game. <laughs> and you've been crying about it ever since. How nervous you are I about know. it. Now I, you're so confident. Because I just shouldn't have bet as much as I did. That's the, that's the thing. I just, well, it's like, you know what? You know what it ends up being, Zach? And, and it's like it ends up being like a football coach that has two weeks to prepare for a game. You start overthinking things. Right, right? right You just start right. overthinking. It's like, is that right? Is that right? No, that might be wrong. I don't know. No, no, no. Just go back to your base. Go back to your foundation. You're good. You're good. No, Zach I like said this. he's got natural gambling instincts. No yes. doubt. <laughs> are, we, yeah. are we all born with those? Refined uh, after no. years of hard work, <laughs> yeah. right, Zach? When, you, when, when, when your age has a teen next to it and you already have a bookie, it gets developed over years. What are these airplane controller headphones yeah. that you're wearing? Yes. I, I used to work at the airport. That was I ridiculous. used to be the guy pulling in the airplanes. Yeah. Thing, these are air traffic control. That, was, yes. that, that screams I'm not taking this stuff too seriously. Does it? <laughs> or yeah. seriously because these are really good quality. Today. They are? Look at those, man. What are those? These are the best podcast headphones you could possibly wear, but I don't know what those things are. But let me know when that like Delta, studio let me know when that Delta flight's landing. I will. <laughs> My, Hold on. I I got the uh, traffic control. <laughs> my four-year-old, like two thirty-eight, coming out of. <laughs> my four-year-old is wearing a pair just like that tomorrow at Monster Jam. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yes. Hey, but something that you just mentioned, or that you just mentioned, about the extra week to prepare. Wouldn't that give the Chiefs the adva- advantage? Because Andy Reid is so good with that extra week. He has that 
uh, experience, and Nick Sirianni might be the one tempted to do something cute. Well, that's a, that's a good point, you know, because you talk about Andy Reid after bye games yeah. and, and how, how – or during a bye – after a bye week, excuse me, how good he's been and how good the Chiefs have been. How do you feel about that, Zach? Chiefs yeah. are even what more about that? Does that change your mind? I mean, does it bother you the Chiefs are just going to roll in this huh. game? I, it it kind of does then. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, sure. it, it, would, it would bother me. A lot. For well, 384 different reasons. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> so natural so natural instincts. Odd number. Yeah, I mean, that's an even number, but it's an odd uh, number. <laughs> I was Very convinced. Odd, right? Yeah. The reason I did it is because I was convinced the way that the first 12 hours of money was coming in that the line was going to balloon. So I just bet money line eagles and nothing moved. So that's why what I thought it was going to happen right. didn't happen. So that's why I'm kind of like cautious. You thought uh, you were getting out in front of that thing. I did. Huh? I did. Like, I'm on the ground floor. Yes. <laughs> like, nah, like Mark Slareth so when he told us that uh, Aaron Rodgers right. was going to become we were betting Super Bowl yeah. wagers because we thought we were on the ground right. floor. Yeah. No one else knew except for us. Hey, he's on... Uh, Oh, you don't have it. It's on Fox right now, shaking his moneymaker on yeah. Fox right now. Nice. What he does. With, uh, Nick Wright. And, you what know, Mark does. It looks like the audience has like, been paid or they're, they're prisoners because who really wants to go to Glendale to stand behind Mark Schlereth and listen to him talk? A lot of people. No, you got to see the, the the crew if we could find it. It's uh, not good. They look like, um, well, they look like they're being paid and it's not enough money. But, you know, have, have, you, guys, have you guys been to Glendale? Yeah, it's like Glendale. Not, not, not Where's Glendale? Glendale. No, Glendale. Where the stadium is? Yes. Yeah. Is yes, it bad? I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's it's as yeah. if uh, Highlands Ranch was thirty minutes more inconvenient away, and that's there's nothing. It's nondescript. It's not near yeah. anything cool. It's near. How far mark. is it from Scottsdale? Like forty minutes. Oh, yeah, not Scottsdale. convenient. That's a good time. Scottsdale has some that's some. Has, Scottsdale's got a vibe. Oh yeah. Depending, well, wow, you Dude, I was there for a bachelor party. Okay, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Story. I usually just go for golf. You're yeah, bachelor party. Oh, I was there for one of my best friends' bachelor party. They have what's called the W Hotel. Oh, yeah. And on the top, there's a, a pool party. Oh, and it's like pool. A, it's a Vegas style pool party oh, where yeah. you literally get charged like 250 bucks for like a bottle of Grey Goose that's like thirty four ninety nine. It's like one of these scenes, but it is, it, you talk about a vibe, it is a vibe and a half. I got, go. a, I got in a fight in that pool. Is that right? Yeah, in the pool. Took a the, sw- the stories get better. For what? What is going on? Look, like, it, was, it was a long story. It was at the end of a long day of partying, and uh, me and my friend are talking to these ladies in the pool, and this guy comes into the pool and just comes over and just starts talking crap to us. I'm like, all right, man, w- w- Let's go. What do you want to do about it? Really? <laughs> I gave is, this, my... is this NFL Nate Jackson no. or is this college Nate Jackson? No, it was post. It was about post Nate Jackson. Six or seven years ago. Oh. It was for oh. a fantasy football draft. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I gave him my chin and he took a wild swing and I, and I backed up. You weaved him. You weaved him. Yeah. Wow. And I was laughing at him. Then he came from under the water and like, no. and got me right here. <laughs> he came <laughs> from yeah. and, boom. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> And then I, st- I started gave, stepping to him. The, he gave you the U-boat. He did. He gave you the U-boat. The, yeah, the crazy. submarine missile. Um, <laughs> wow. And then some this people pulled great. us back and nothing ended up There you go. You just got one to the... <laughs> yeah, just like, just did you throw one? No, I didn't. Okay. That's, there you go. But I was walking towards him. I was going to... Because I'm comfortable in the water. I was going to take him underwater. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I'm Underwater. I was going to drown his ass. I was going to drown. Right. I was going to let him up. Right. Yeah. After a couple minutes. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm just going right. to give him significant Holy brain damage. Cow. No, I was going right. to kill him. No, oh, no, I wasn't going to actually drown him. He wasn't going to be able to read ever oh, again. Oh, my God. We were very comfortable in the water. We were going to be wrestling in the water, and I was going to take him under. We were going I was going to be like alligator. I was going to grab him and then roll. I was going to roll. Take him to the bottom and then roll. Oh my this God, guy's going to be like, what happened? Yeah, he's so oh, much. Yeah. On, on the way out here, I have some trivia for wow. you guys. Okay, cool. Oh, by the way, you wow. killed me with what you call it, wolf days? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, wolf days. Is that a thing? Uh, you yeah. tell us. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> you work with him. Um, uh, I have some trivia for you. Okay. It's kind of a low-key brag trivia because of trivia stuff. Okay. And this might be an advantage for Mr. Northern California, which is a little bit of a hint. My son is playing a college baseball game against Butte College in California. What is the significance of Butte College to the NFL? There's some. I know. Don't don't say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I have it, it, I, I know that has to do with Mark Schler. Walsh. Mar- Mark Schler at the was, roundabout was, way. Was, did, did Aaron Rodgers go there for a year? Oh, Zach Boyd! Wow. Zach Boyd! Yeah. Because he transferred into Cal from yep. Butte. Zach Boyd yeah. with the hammer Community on the trivia. Yeah. 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 Junior, Junior College. Junior College. Junior College. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I it's, it's one that. of these... Yeah. 
really ultra, it's in the middle of nowhere, ultra sports yeah. JUCOs. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. the only reason it exists is Yeah, to, junior colleges are big in California. And this is a Actually, small. Actually, your son plays at a JC. He does. He yeah. plays. But, yeah, he does. But, like, Butte is, like, that's all they have. It's a teeny, tiny little town. But look at their weight room. Look at their field. Look at this. Look at that. The other thing. That but, was the, the, the JUCO that I went to had as many, the same student population as in Boulder. No joke. I mean, it was wow. massive. It was bigger than the school that I actually Is that went to. that why you were in cross country? No. No, that was, but no, 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 but. <laughs> you were in cross country. And in high tops. And then won the race. Dude, how'd you get Aaron Rodgers? How'd you know that? I, I gave him a hint. No. I said Mark Schlereth. And we were just oh, talking about Mark Schlereth oh, and Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no,